How's it going, everybody? This is Noah Eldridge from the Eldridge Podcast, and we are back for episode two of the day, but episode 10 total. Really excited for today's episode. This is going to be fun, so let's just get right into it. We're going to pick up right where we left off from last episode. So we went over our NFL uh, predictions from like right before the playoffs started. Uh, The ones I did with CJ, but we weren't able to do it on that episode because we went over time. And then we also went over my score predictions for this week. The Packers-Rams game, Bills-Ravens, Chiefs-Browns, and Saints-Buccaneers. But what I would like to go over, this was way before I started the podcast. And you guys can choose not to believe it if you don't want to. But I just thought I should go over it just for them, but also for me just to see the results. These were my friends and I, our... NFL Super Bowl predictions before the season even started. So you got to think, if these are way off, there's reasons why. (laughs) So we'll explain. But we're just going to get into the first one. We'll start with my dad's. Uh, And by the way, we just did AFC Championship, NFC Championship, and Super Bowl matchup. And then we did a score just to make it fun. So my dad with the AFC Championship had the Chiefs versus the Ravens with the Chiefs winning. NFC, he had Buccaneers-Cowboys with the Cowboys winning, and then the Chiefs beating the Cowboys in the Super Bowl 38-28. My dad is obviously a Cowboys fan, just like me, so I understand his bias, but yeah, that's what, um, I mean, way off, because we didn't even make the playoffs, but hey, that was his prediction. This is before the season even started, so it's hard to think about it. He thought we were going to have a healthy old line and Dak Prescott. I still wouldn't have picked us to go to the Super Bowl, but come on. All right, on to CJ. He's been pretty good with his predictions so far. Let's see how he did before the season started. For the AFC, he had the Chiefs and the Ravens as well, but he had the Ravens winning. My dad had the Chiefs winning. CJ has Chiefs, Ravens, Ravens winning. And then in the NFC Championship, he has the Saints and the Seahawks with the Saints winning. And then the Ravens winning the Super Bowl 35-27. So... This So far, this is possible except for the Seahawks. So I would say CJ's in first place right now just because the Cowboys didn't even make the playoffs. The Seahawks at least made it, but lost to the Rams, so they're out. On to Marcus in the AFC Championship. He had the Chiefs and the Ravens with the Chiefs winning. So three in a row with the Chiefs and the Ravens. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that's a bad prediction, just saying that's crazy. So And I mean, it could happen. If they both win, oh man, so that's crazy. Chiefs-Ravens with the Chiefs winning, Buccaneers-Saints with the Saints winning. So, ooh, this is tough. This might be a tie between him and CJ. You guys let me know. I don't know because all four of them are still in the playoffs, unlike my dad and CJ's. But the Buccaneers and the Saints play this week, so it's impossible for them to play in the NFC Championship. So I don't know how that works. But anyway, he has the Saints beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, I didn't say, I'm so sorry. I did not say the score. So sorry. We'll go back to my dad's really quick. He had the Chiefs and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs beating the Cowboys 38 to 28. CJ had the Ravens beating the Saints in the Super Bowl 35 to 27. And Marcus had the Saints beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl 35 to 32. So Saints Chiefs could happen. So I'd say technically Marquis in first place, but I mean, Raven Saints could also happen. So we'll have to see. Then on to my predictions. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I had Bills Chiefs, so that's that's possible for the AFC Championship with the Chiefs winning. 
And then I had Saints 49ers. 49ers did not even make the playoffs. But you guys got to cut me a break here because this was from the beginning of the season. So it was right after the 49ers. It was before the start of the season. So it was right after the Niners went to the Super Bowl. And they had so many injuries. They would have been great. So I don't know. But I have the Ravens. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I keep looking at the wrong one. I had the Chiefs beating the Saints. Sorry. So the Saints 49ers in the NFC Championship. The Saints beating the 49ers and the Chiefs beating the Saints in the Super Bowl 48 to 45. Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. So I think I'm out basically just because the Niners didn't make it. So my dad and I are both pretty much out. On to Jordan in the AFC Championship. He had the Chiefs and the Ravens with the Ravens winning. So another Chiefs Ravens. And then in the NFC, he also had the 49ers and the Buccaneers with the 49ers winning, and then the Ravens beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl 35-28. to So the Ravens are the Super Bowl champs for Jordan. Last one here, this is Christian for the AFC Championship. He had the Chiefs and the Ravens. Was I the only one who didn't have Chiefs-Ravens? Let's see. I was the only one who didn't have Chiefs-Ravens. And, dude, I called the Bills being good. Ask? Uh, you can't ask the guys, but... Next time I bring CJ on the podcast or if I bring one of the guys on here, I called the Bills being good. I really did. I believed in them. So I don't know. But all right. Anyway, Christian, he has the Chiefs and the Ravens with the Chiefs winning in the AFC Championship. In the NFC Championship, he has the 49ers and the Saints with the Saints winning. And then the Saints beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl 41 to 38. So that's interesting. Christian has the Saints and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with the Saints getting a three-point win. And Marcus and or Marcus also has the Saints and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but with the Chiefs getting a three-point win over the Saints. So we can't really say who did the best. The ones who are probably already out of contention are Jordan, my dad, and I. CJ, oh, no, no, and Christian, because Christian had the 49ers. So it's between CJ and Marcus. Who do I think has a better shot? I mean, it's really close. I think it would have to be who goes to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs or the Ravens. CJ has the Ravens going, the uh, Marcus has the Chiefs. So we'll have to see. No one got their predictions perfect. But, I mean, if the Chiefs and the Saints meet in the Super Bowl, then it's it's really between the Chiefs and the Ravens because they both have the Saints going to the Super Bowl. So it'll be between CJ and Marcus. We'll go over that next week after the games or after the Super Bowl, whenever. But I will definitely go over that again. So I will keep this here. But going on to the next topic here. I want to talk about the Jaguars for a second. I know. They were terrible. They have the number one pick, and they're most likely going to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to be the guy who says they're for sure going to get him. I believe they're going to get him, but who knows? It's the NFL draft. A lot could happen. They could trade for Watson. They could pick Fields. I don't know, but they should pick Trevor Lawrence. I think we all know that. So I just want to talk about this was reported by Adam Schefter, who I really like. But I really agree with what he says here. So he reported that the Jaguars head coaching job is very attractive around the league. So a lot of people are interested in the job. He reported this on January 4th and he tweeted that, and I quote, Jacksonville is more to offer than any team hiring a new head coach or general manager. The Jaguars have the number one overall pick, 11 total picks in this year's draft, draft, over $100 million in salary cap space, and strong ownership. NFL execs and executives and coaches find the Jacksonville situation highly appealing. So that was the full tweet. 
end quote. <laughs> but I totally agree with this. I mean, Jacksonville's a good place to live. I think they're going to hire Urban Meyer. Just from everything I'm hearing, I think they're going to hire Urban Meyer. And I think that's a good hire. I mean, I didn't like him at Ohio State, but I think he's a good hire just because he's – because I know it's tough for guys to make that transition from college to NFL, not just players but coaches. Because when you're a coach, you're kind of like, if you don't do this, you're not going to the NFL. If you don't do this, I'm going to cut you. If you don't do this, I'm going to kick you off the team. If you don't do this, I'm going to make you run suicides, etc., etc. But in the NFL, a third of the guys on the team are making more money than you, dude. <laughs> like, and they're not 19, 20, 21, 22. You know what I mean? They're 35. And like, there's guys who might be older than you on the team. You know what I mean? So you don't have as much power and you can't really boss them around as much as you could in college. So it's tough for guys. Nick Saban couldn't do it, but he just won another national title last night and has the most in history and is the greatest college football coach of all time. It's not arguable now. I hate to say it. I don't like Alabama, and I'm still saying that. But I think Urban Meyer is going to be a good coach in the NFL, and I think he's high risk, high reward. You know what I mean? It's He's what, – what am I trying to say here? It is high risk, high reward. But I think this is the perfect moment for not only him, but the Jaguars to do this. You know what I mean? He's, he could really take them to the next level. I really believe that. Because, once again, the Jaguars are also a very young team. They, yes, they obviously have veterans, but they're a very young team. So, Urban Meyer's 56 years old. So, no one on that team is going to be older than him. Because he's... No one plays into their 50s in the NFL. Unless... Tom Brady might do it. Who knows? No, he won't. But yeah, so he's going to be older than every guy on the team. And I mean, the reason I think the Jags job is so great for him is because the Jaguars haven't won in years. And the guys who are on this team, want, obviously you want to win. That's the goal of the game is to win. I mean, unless you're the Philadelphia Eagle. <laughs> I had to. I had to throw it in there. Unless you're the Eagles. Well, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about that in a later podcast. Different topic for a different day. But I think this is a great job for Urban Meyer. Uh, As I was saying, what was I saying until we got to the Philadelphia Eagles trying to lose? Oh man, that will never not piss me off. I will remember that forever. But if if you are a Jaguars player, if you've been playing for the Jaguars the past few years, you've been losing a ton, and Urban Meyer is a winner. He just knows how to win, and he can get a winning culture in that locker room. I think he could have a great culture. Look, I could be completely wrong. He could be fired within a year or two and be a terrible coach because it's so hard to make that transition from college to the NFL. But I think he's going to be good. That is my prediction. I believe he's going to Jacksonville. If he doesn't go to Jacksonville, he'll probably go to the Chargers. But I think he's going to Jacksonville, and I think he'll be good for them. I think it's a good hire. So... We'll just have to see. I absolutely hated him in college, and I'm still coming out saying he will be a good coach in the NFL. So I think it's a good situation, not only for him, but for the Jaguars. He could get a good culture in that locker room, get some good guys in that locker room. And also, I mean, I don't know how well he knows Justin Fields, but that could cause some trouble there. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to say much else on that. I'm just kidding. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, but... I mean, what if they don't? That would be crazy. But they're drafting him. That is my prediction. I should do a mock draft. Soon we're going to do a mock draft in one of these 
sort of uh, in one of these podcasts we're going to do a mock draft i just want to wait a little longer because we need more information on everything you know what i mean but on to the next topic here we're going to college basketball the men's 2021 ncaa march madness tournament will be held entirely in indiana with the majority of the games being played in indianapolis this was reported by bleach report also on january 4th um i mean i'm just reporting this to you guys i don't really know what else to say on this I mean, I hope it's going to happen. It sounds like it's going to happen. I really hope COVID doesn't take this away too. So it was really sad when we didn't have it, uh, March Madness last year. I hope they let fans in. I mean, I, I don't want to get depressed on this subject, but <laughs> I, I hope they let fans in. I hope it happens because that would be great. I'm super excited for March Madness and I hope it happens. It just even people who aren't huge fans of basketball. I have a cousin uh, and he's not a huge fan of basketball, but he will throw on March Madness because it's fun to bet on. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to watch. It's just high intensity. And I think it's so much, I like the NBA more, but college is so great. And a lot of people like college more football and basketball, because to me, it's more competitive. Like this year, like there was just no way the Bills were going to lose to the Patriots. You just knew that. We're like, yep, they're going to play them twice and they're going to beat them twice. Like, there's just no way. There's other situations and other teams that I could have used. But there's just sometimes in the NFL, you're like, this team is going to lose today because they're just not as good. In college, the fans play such a big role in coaching. And, like, you could be the less talented team and still win. That's what I like about college basketball and college football. But I'm still a bigger fan of NBA and NFL more. So they should take a poll on that and see who likes what more. I think it would be college football. Or no, no, sorry. I think it would be NFL over college football. And then I think it would still NFL and NBA would still win in those polls. But yeah, we'll just have to see. But not much to say on that topic, just reporting it to you guys. On to the next topic here. We're moving quick today. So I want to talk about Sam Ellinger. I believe that's how you pronounce it. But Sam Ellinger, quarterback of Texas. He has announced that he is going pro. I have something to say about this. So th- this one could take a while because I, I got a lot to say on this. Um, he, he has an extra season of eligibility. So he could stay and play another year. And I, I would have done that personally. But I like him. But this is a great quarterback draft. I would have stayed another year. Think about the quarterbacks in this draft. You got... Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and if you don't know, I know you know Fields and Lawrence from Clemson and Ohio State, but Trey Lance is from North Dakota State, kind of supposed to be the next Carson Wentz, and I don't mean that as a joke, he's supposed to be very good, and Zach Wilson from BYU, like those are four, those will be the four quarterbacks, the first four quarterbacks drafted, like that's a for sure. And then you got Mac Jones, you know what I mean? Who I don't think Mac Jones will be a great pro, but someone will probably draft him over Ellinger just because they're like, oh, he went to Alabama and he's great. I don't think he's going to be good. I think he'll be an A.J. McCarron 2.0. Career backup quarterback, if he does start, he'll be okay, nothing great. He's not very athletic. Like Maybe a team that could get him good is a team like the Steelers, and he could sit behind Big Ben because he plays very similar to him, but... I mean, no one really wants a quarterback like Mac Jones in the NFL currently. Maybe he would have been better 10 years ago. So I don't know. But anyway, let's get back to the task at hand here. He 
in my opinion, Sam Ellinger could have been one of the best QBs in the draft next year. But that's easy for me to say. I mean, this guy is getting advice from his agent. So it, he knows way more than me. Like, I don't, I don't have room to judge this guy. He's getting way better information and way more information than I'm getting. So he knows, whatever, I'm going to go at this point in the draft and I'm willing to do this. So I, I don't know. I hope he gets with a good coach and a good franchise like Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Um, and sits for a few years, like a, a team like the Patriots with Belichick, and they just have a winning culture. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, not Jimmy Garoppolo because he'd be replacing him, but uh, the Saints, Sean Payton and the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, like, and, and sit, the problem is he'd sit behind a good quarterback. You know what I mean? I know the Patriots and the Niners don't have good quarterbacks, but they have great coaches and great management. The Saints have Drew Brees and Sean Payton. I know Drew Brees is probably retiring, but Sean Payton, good coach, and they have good management, good owner. The Seahawks, Pete Carroll, he'd sit behind Wilson for a few years. The Colts, I don't know if he'd sit behind anyone, but great culture, great coach, good management. You know what I mean? Here's my thing about Sam Ellinger. I don't think he's special. He's good. But he's not special. In a draft with a lot of great or special quarterbacks, once again, I'll say him again, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance. Like, there are better quarterbacks. And look, I don't know who's going to go in next year's draft. I don't know what quarterbacks are going to be good or not. But I think he's got a better chance next year. You're not going to have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. You're still going to have great quarterbacks. Like, I don't know if Spencer Radler can go next year or not, but he's going to be pretty good. I would have stayed. And here's the other thing about Sam Ellinger. He's 6'3", 225. That's what he's listed at. So he's not huge, but he's not small. He, he's on the bigger side. I just, I feel like Texas hyped him up too much, like they always do. This is what Texas does. The Cowboys do it, and Texas football does it every year because they used to be great, and they're just not anymore, and they can't accept it. I feel like the Steelers did it this year. Oh, Big Ben, he's back in his Hall of Fame form. No, he's not. That's okay. Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. I like Big Ben. But he's, he was not, the Steelers were not as good. And the fans figured it out. But they just couldn't. And I like Mike Tomlin. I think he's a good coach. I think they just got to get, get a better O-line running, running wise, like run blocking, get rid of James Conner, get a better running back, and draft a quarterback. So... Yeah, one's getting 6'3", 225, not huge. But going back to Texas hyping him up too much, like there were people at the beginning of the season, and if you don't believe it, look at these articles from the beginning of the season. Oh, he's a Heisman candidate, and people were picking Texas to win it all or at least go to the college playoff. Like, And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And easy for me to say, oh, I predicted it. I didn't predict them to like – not be that I just predicted them not to be in the top four and not to be in the national championship and I didn't think Ellinger was a Heisman candidate I just didn't I mean think about it he wasn't even in the top five was he even in the top 10 I don't know if they even list the top 10 but I don't think he was in that either he didn't have a great year but uh, yeah I, I just never believed in both Ellinger and Texas they're good not great. I'm not saying Texas sucks. They went seven and three. They finished twentieth in the country. Or I mean, the uh, the more like the final numbers are going to come out and see where they're ranked. But they were twentieth when they won their bowl game. So maybe they'll move up a little bit. But they've won. They won the Alamo Bowl. 
for the second straight season and recorded its fourth straight bowl straight bowl win under Tom Herman. So, and then they fired him. Like I just, I don't get it. I mean, it's because they weren't top five. You know what I mean? Like they think they're a top five program and they're not. And that's okay. You're a top 25 program in the entire country. That's great. But you're not top five. So stop acting like you are. And look, you're getting this offensive coordinator from Alabama who called a great game last night. Seriously, credit to him. He called a great game last night. And that's why they won. Just crazy good play design, good pick plays, like a great called game from him last night. But Texas, stop acting like you're top five because you're not. Look, they're 20th and they won their bowl game. So they'll probably move up to the, they'll move up to the teens somewhere. I don't know where, probably 18. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, they won the Alamo Bowl for the second straight year in a row and recorded its fourth straight bowl win under Tom Herman. I know I said that, but I was stuttering and I don't know if you guys got that. And then they fired him. I mean, I think this offensive coordinator for Bama will be good, but we'll see. It's like Texas has to be number one, and they're always predicted to be number one. Like I said earlier, they're just like the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I accept that. They're just like the Cowboys. Oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. I'm the one Cowboys fan who doesn't freaking say that. No, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. We're not that good, and that's okay. We did, like Stop saying that. It annoys me when people say that. And also, they're like, oh, you're a Cowboys fan? Oh, God, this guy's probably annoying. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not like that. People just make me look bad, man. Anyway, getting back to Texas, they he beat Colorado, score was 55 to 23. So they, they blew him out and they had a great game. So we'll just have to see. I have him going in the fourth round currently. I got to get more information and we'll see. But I have him going in the fourth round. I could see him going in the fifth or maybe the third, but I got him in the fourth. He's not going in the first. He's not going in the second. And I don't see him slipping down to the sixth round. That would be crazy. But I got him going in the fourth. I could see the third or the fifth. I said it earlier, but his agent must have told him something good. That's that's all I can think of. And look, he's going to get drafted, and that's all that matters for him. To go to the NFL is so rare, so congrats to him. Uh, this was reported by Bleacher Report also on January 4th. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. But congrats to him. He's making the NFL. Just Texas, Texas fans, Cowboys fans. Stop acting like you're great because you're not. And that's okay. That's okay. If the Cowboys had the full squad this year, we probably would have won. And I know Eagles and Washington had injuries as well. But if we had our offensive line, if we had Dak, we probably would have won the division or at least had a much better record. We would not have gone 6-10. and 10. We would have been 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, maybe 10-6. and six. But... Yeah, no, we're, we wouldn't have gone 10 and 6. It's just stop acting like you're Super Bowl contenders because you're not. And stop acting like you're going to win the national championship. Like you weren't even close, but you were a top 20 team in the country. That's awesome. That's great for your program. And you fire your coach? Are you kidding me? I mean, I think they hired someone who's good, but that's, that's ridiculous to fire your coach over that. Took you to four straight bowl games. I read it earlier, but like, are you kidding me? And they won two in a row. It's just crazy. I also think this has to do with him being mad at the coaches and being mad at Texas. So I think that's another part of it. But we'll just we'll just have to see. But 
going into more good news now, there was a huge same game parlay. So if you guys don't know what a parlay is, it's, and I'm not a better, I'm not old enough to bet, but I do know a little bit about it. It's when you make, well, a same game parlay is when you make multiple bets and put them all together. And there's different parlays you could do. I think there's one, like you only have to get four out of five or something, or three out of four and you win the bet. But there are parlays, you have to get all of them. And if you get all of them, you get a lot of money, but it's really hard because you, have, you need every single bet to hit. So this guy, this better, it doesn't say his name, but he turned $15 into $8,800. That's awesome. So it was the same game parlay too. He did it for the Falcons-Buccaneers game in week 17. So sorry, I know this is a little de- delayed, but he had seven picks in that game. So the bets were that Hayden Hurst to score a touchdown at any point in the game, and he did. Chris Godwin to score a touchdown at any point in the game, and he had two, actually. Tom Brady to throw for over 302 and a half yards passing. I don't know why bets do that. That's something I don't understand about betting. I got to educate myself more on it, but they always do halves. Like, oh, the Patriots are favored by nine and a half. I think they just do it just to give them better odds, and because it's literally impossible for Tom Brady to get 302 and a half yards passing so I, just, I think it just makes the odds better for them i could be wrong though but the next bet was tom brady to throw for over 302 and a half yards passing and he threw for 399 yards passing the next one was chris godwin to be the first touchdown scorer and he was i don't know if that was like the first touchdown scorer for the buccaneers or the first one to score in the entire game but either way that's a gutsy bet and he got it so great for him Next bet was Chris Godwin to have over 54 and a half yards receiving, and he had 133, so literally more than double. Uh, and then the next one was over 10 and a half points scored in the first quarter. I feel like that's another pretty risky one. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what the line was on that. And then the last bet was Matt Ryan to throw for under 280 and a half passing yards, and he threw for. 265 yards passing so what a bet congrats to this guy uh once again it doesn't show his name or anything and there isn't a picture of him but they did say it's a guy so it is a male that's that's really all i know but honestly i think we all know this guy probably does this every single week and of course in the last week the bet finally hit so that's just awesome but he uh it said he used fanduel i don't have a sponsorship with fanduel i'm just saying he used fanduel so maybe that's the good luck and he won a total of eight thousand eight hundred and four dollars and sixty six cents so congrats to this dude man that's awesome like i want to do sports betting when uh, I'm old enough to do it. Like that, that would be super fun. But I try to learn more about it, not so I can like do it, but like just because you can really get screwed over in it. But <laughs> I'm really glad this guy won. So that's awesome for him. But this was reported by Bleacher Report uh, and Bleacher Report Betting. It was also posted on Twitter, their Twitter account, Bleacher Report Betting. So if you want to know more about betting, they post a bunch there. And this was also reported on, you guessed, January 4th. January 4th is the day today. But all right, we got a couple minutes left here. I don't know if I have a short one here, but yeah, not not really. We don't really have a short one, but I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. Um, I mean, it's been really fun. I might get a third one out today, so that would be crazy, but we got two out, and that's good enough for me. I'm really trying to catch up. We have a ton of topics. I'm still so behind, so I'm really trying to catch up. 
but this is super fun. I really want to continue to do this. I mean, we're already on the 10th episode. I'm having so much fun. And man, I don't think I could ever get burnt out on this stuff. I just have so much fun doing all of this. Like, it, it really is just super fun. I love talking sports. I've been talking sports my whole life. And I mean, I mean, I know I'm only 17, but it's just so fun to talk about. I love it. So thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. If you guys want to, oh, that's what I can do. That's what I have time to do. So I did shout it out last episode, but if you guys, if you guys do want to get in touch with me and talk about sports or have any questions about the podcast or anything, my Twitter is at Eldridge underscore Noah, and it'll pop up as Noah Eldridge. It's a picture of Ezekiel Elliott. I really need to change that because I don't even like that dude anymore, but at Eldridge underscore Noah. If you don't know how to spell Eldridge, it'll be at the top of the podcast like my account is the eldritch podcast so you can see how to spell it but too lazy to go or can't find it whatever i can spell it out right now so it's all lowercase no spaces e-l-d-r-e-d-g-e underscore n-o-a-h so yeah go ahead give me a follow uh dm me or just send me a message on twitter and if you guys have any questions or have any suggestions for the podcast or if you guys want to come on the podcast, I mean, I, uh, that would be awesome. So definitely need to have a special guest soon. I can't really for the next few episodes, but definitely want to do it soon. And I'm trying to do them more in person. I know with everything going on with COVID, it's tough, but it would be tough to do it on the phone and everything. I just feel like the quality wouldn't be good and it would be tough. So going to try to do more in person. So we'll definitely have CJ back on and I have plenty more of special guests that can definitely come on through the phone or in person. So it should be super fun. I'll keep you guys posted on everything. Thank you everyone for listening. Give me a follow on Twitter. Send me a message if you have any suggestions about the podcast, any questions, anything, please hit me up. So thank you everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. Sorry, I know I said that a million times. Thank you. See ya.